Hello, this is the 3 for Thursday podcast from fmi.online. I'm your host, Ryan Spendolo. Today's top three is the three biggest differences between working for an investment bank and a management consultancy firm. Good morning, Nissi. How are you today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. I'm doing very well. Uh, it's a little bit of a different format today. Our normal host, Chris, couldn't be here. So I've taken over the reins of hosting the podcast this week. So I'm really glad that you could join us. Hopefully we get through it okay. Um, I hope so. This is my first podcast with FMI. Oh, it's your first podcast from FMI. Can you just uh, perhaps tell everybody that's listening what your role at FMI actually is? Yeah, I'd rather do everything at FMI, just giving you a little bit credit on content development. But other than that, I think I do everything at FMI, right, Ryan? Uh, But yes, my primary job at FMI is uh, doing business development, um, meeting different clients or reaching out rather to students and talking about FMI and helping them understand how FMI can help with their careers in finance. Also, I also look after the portal, the website development, the LMS, and anything to do with digital marketing for FMI. Yeah, perhaps a better question would have been, what don't you do at FMI? Uh, That might have been another way to to look at it. (laughs) So yeah, I'll give the content development bit too. That's something that I don't do at FMI. So that's not something I have really put in my efforts or my brain into. But other than that, pretty much everything I you could say I do at FMI or I would do at FMI if needed. You're certainly essential to the efforts <laughs> of, of FMI. So thanks for joining us today, Nitty. And it would be quite useful for our listeners to perhaps understand why you're such a good guest for this podcast this week, considering the topic is, is really comparing what it's like to work for an investment bank, what it's like to work for a management consultancy firm, and what the three biggest differences are. So to give a little background here, I started my career with KPMG in the consulting space. Uh, I started in the risk advisory department and I did two years of consulting with KPMG before I moved into uh, Morgan Stanley in the risk and advisory and audit space. So uh, I kind of have experience moving from consulting to the industry and hence I thought it would be a good idea to highlight to new hires or graduates, you know, wanting to make a decision whether they want to get into consulting or whether they want to get an investment banking role. It can be a different uh, career. Both are lucrative, hardworking. You need to put your 80 hours a week in both the careers, but it could depend on what you're looking to really get into as a long-term career to make this decision. Oh, brilliant. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing from you what your three biggest differences are we at FMI obviously do a lot of work with investment banks around the globe our parent company MDA training in the past we have worked for a number of consultancies and some of our facilitators and and key members of staff actually come from the consulting background themselves so without further ado Nitty, would you like to start your list with uh, your first big difference between working for a management consultancy and an investment bank Sure. So I think the very first difference is uh, working across industries as compared to specializing 
or working in one domain. If you get into you know, investment banking, you'll be in the finance domain and you'll be specializing into that. As compared to working in a consulting firm, you'll be working across industries. So when I started working with KPMG, I did cover various industries from manufacturing to FMCG and then to some of the banking clients like Citigroup. Uh, but when you're working in an investment bank, you would just specialize into whether it's an M&A department or a audit department or any of those departments, you would be specializing into a, a banking and a finance role. All right. So the second one that I have on my list is the actual type of work that you would do in these two roles. If you are looking at doing consulting role, you would do more of an advisory or a strategic role. So, for example, you would be advising other banks or as your clients for M&A deals. But if you're looking at an investment banker in an M&A department, they might be looking at implementation of the project from end to end, getting the transaction done. So that's the difference between the two roles in the same kind of a department. The third that I have on my list is a travel versus a desk. So if you are really a consultant, you might be going from different clients, doing different projects from time to time. And that might require a lot of travel from one client to another. It might be one city to another or even another one country to another for different clients and different projects that you do. As compared to an investment banker or an analyst role at, a, at an investment bank, you might be just going to the same desk every day. So I think those are my top three. Um, differences of what it entails to be an investment banker versus a consultant at a top, you know, a big four or a BCG kind of a consulting firm. Okay, Nettie, that's really interesting. So your list was uh, number one, working across industries rather than just the finance domain. Number two, the investment bank involves a lot of implementation of projects and seeing transactions through, whereas when you work for a consultancy, you're working more in an advisory role. And number three, consulting, you find that there's, in general, a lot more travel than working for an investment bank where perhaps you're just going to the same desk day in, day out. Just going back to your point one, working across industries rather than just the finance domain. So I guess when you're moving from project to project, working for a consultant, and then moving to different industries, that must be quite challenging. What kind of skill set would make a successful consultant, do you think, when you're moving from project to project? So I think the skills that consultants really need is communication skills and people skills. Mm. The better you are at communicating with different people, different roles, and different levels in these industries, you can be a good consultant. The better you are at making presentations, I think, uh, would help you really communicate with people across industries. So you don't really have to deep dive into any industry. But if you are good at communicating and learning uh, and you're a quick learner, I think you would be a good consultant. And your point number two, the implementation of projects when you're sitting in the investment bank or the you know seeing transactions through as opposed to the advisory work. In your experience, how often does an investment bank that, say, might be working on some kind of strategic deal with a client, maybe an M&A deal, maybe it's balance sheet optimization, maybe a divesture, how often does an investment bank partner with a consultancy firm to help get advice on deals? Does that happen or is there enough expertise in the investment bank that they just go ahead with their projects without needing to consult with a consulting firm? 
That's a very good question, Ryan. And I think, yes, a lot of investment banks hire uh, consulting companies like a BCG or a KPMG or any of the big four to, to you know, process big M&A deals uh, mm-hmm. to get their advice on um, different industries because they come with a broader or a strategic kind of thought process and that kind of gives them the kind of uh, advice they need. You moved, you started your career at KPMG, then you moved into investment banking. At KPMG and then at Morgan Stanley, whereabouts geographically were you in the world when you were working in those roles? So when I was uh, in KPMG, I was in New York for both my roles. But with KPMG, I'm, I almost traveled across the United States. Not really. I didn't even have an apartment, I think, for a certain period of my career because I just was traveling every single week from Sunday to Saturday. So I don't think at some point, I think I didn't have an apartment to go back to. And wow. I just stayed in the hotel. I just lived out of the suitcase. It was a great life as a student right out of college and not having other responsibilities, I think. But um, you do get tired of traveling after a while. Yeah, I think a lot of people that don't travel for work kind of glamorize the travel for work. And they think, yes, I'd love to be able to travel for work. Not that you know a lot of people are traveling right now for work full stop. And when you yep. do a lot of travel for work, you realize the grind of it and the, the tiredness and the being away from home. And, yeah. and you wish you could maybe scale back the travel for work. So I guess somewhere in between for most people, the ideal thing would be a happy medium of, of travel where maybe you're traveling a couple of times a quarter. So yep. you're not missing out on the travel. But yeah, too much of, a, of anything is a little bit hard, isn't it? Yeah, and you lose. Uh, there's also time differences across uh, the US, right? So you're on Eastern Pacific, you have no idea on uh, what time zone you're going to go to bed and wake up, really. Mm-hmm. So I think even though it's only three hours, I know you travel across the world, and um, that's a bigger time difference. But even across across the US, when you're just traveling, I think it's just crazy. I think when you're doing every it every week, week as well, that's that's where the yeah. challenge comes from, right? So yeah. my thought when before I asked you that question was I asked you, you started off at KPMG and then you moved to, to Morgan Stanley that was in the US. In your experience, where is the natural flow of people? So for example, do you find that management consultancies like KPMG, like Accenture, they hire a lot of people from the investment banking industry into management consultancy? Or do you think investment banks hire a lot of people from management consultancy? Or is it about even? Is there kind of an equal flow between the two industries? I think a lot of people move from consulting to investment banking roles because they kind of realize that they want to specialize in the domain and then move into the move on the industry side as compared to people in the banking side. And then they say, oh, no, I now want to go and, you know, look at different industries and do consulting. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the, the money is better in investment banking. No, I think it's it's uh, both are lucrative jobs. It's just, mm. and it's not like one is easier than the other. And what about the culture of both? Are they both equally as demanding and challenging in your experience? Yeah, I think both are equally demanding. You're working 80 hours maybe as an investment banker on the desk, but effectively as a consultant, you might spend up 80 hours, including your travel time and everything. You might not spend 80 hours at the client, but you might mm-hmm. spend you know, equal amount of time at work. So thanks, Cindy, for joining us. I thought it was really, really interesting thanks. to hear from you, uh, your experience in the consulting world and the financial services, the investment banking world, and having a bit of a comparison there. And I'm sure that our listeners 
particularly those early in their careers when they're trying to figure out which direction they want to go and will find the information extremely valuable. So thank you very much, Nizzi. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, I hope it benefits students looking to make this career decision. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You're welcome to give us any feedback by either emailing myself. You can also email Nissi and also try emailing our regular host, Chris. He loves getting emails. And remember, you can continue to support us by rating, reviewing and subscribing to our three for Thursday podcast on Spotify or Apple. Finally, check out our free resources at fmi.online. See you next Thursday.